0: All right, we got a very special bonus episode of corporate lunch right will's here rachel's here sam's here it's a cover week Yo. gq cover week meaning the cover new, week new cover job this week in some ways it's the cover of all covers although everyone is every cover is the, the cover of all covers but um yeah kanye west may gq i
1: gotta i gotta wow. start this episode the way i started my morning is that okay
0: yeah, yeah, do it however. In short
1: short and the socks hot, and the emotion and cheek cube and a pop pot. In wage, um... short, short and the socks high, and the emotionin' cheek cube and a pop pot. In wave, short, short, short and the socks high, and the emotion and cheek cube and a pop pot. And I smile with my private eye prophet you you cannot pull you this look off niggas.
0: There it is, is from good. uh an- another GQ cover. Uh, Tyler, the home. crater
1: on the new West Side Gun. I got a question. It feels, really good. It feels really good to be wrapped about again. You know? yeah. <laughs> like,
0: yeah.
2: We've been
1: fighting. Get, we've been working so hard to get wrapped about again. I mean, are you kidding me? This is like, <laughs> there's no fucking point at being GQ magazine if you're not going to be wrapped about. Do you and, have a favorite um, A favorite we've been GQ fighting We've been fighting this thing. We've been fighting this thing back to the center of the goddamn culture. And... Um, we dropped the Kanye cover this week, and we got a Tyler the Creator, we got a Tyler the Creator uh, line on a Westside Gun album with a Virgil Abloh cover, and it just feels like you know we're all there. I was actually thinking about it this morning. Um, I'm in an expansive mood after being in a real just nothing but um, completely fried out and exhausted. I actually got some sleep last night, and like I said, I had too much coffee. But I was thinking about it, and I was like. Okay, we we did Larry David, and then we did James Bond, and then we did fucking Kanye coming out of a tank, like more James <laughs> Bond than James Bond himself. And we got you guys know what the next one is. So the like the future looks good too. And then um, I was talking to Sam Hine this week, and I was like, everywhere I go, in like Paris, New York, L.A. and stuff, like the younger generation comes up to me and they're like, Yo, what's up? What's up? Hey, is Sam Hine here? I'm like, what? Motherfucker, you're talking to me. I don't know where Sam Hine is. And then and then, you know, Noah since we um since we started GQ Style was just like putting really credible like skate coverage in the magazine and then we're doing GQ and we get the like basically the only big Supreme story to ever happen. And I actually can't turn on social media without somebody DMing me that all they care about is Rachel Tashton's writing. And I just feel like I just I woke up this morning on the right motherfucking side of the bed <laughs> and that tire the creator, that Tyler, the creator verse didn't hurt. Yeah. Oh, and we have, and we have on the site this morning, Westside gun and Virgil Abloh in conversation. It's so and good. That's it's just so like, that's, good. I, I woke up this morning, just like, I can't wait to get up and pray and play pray for Paris, like not expecting the shout out. And then Sam Shuby sends me the preview link to the, to the Virgil West side gun interview. And I was just like, this is what it's supposed to be. This is what, (laughs) this is why we don't sleep and see our, don't see our families. And, um, yeah, Larry David cover. All right. That's it.
0: Well, whatever side of the bed I woke up this morning, um, You just changed it entirely. You (laughs) made it better. You You really, I'm feeling way better. I mean, (laughs) I was having.
1: (laughs) Hey, but no, but you woke up on a good enough side of the bed to put that orange red shirt on. (laughs) Like, I can work with that. That's enough. And Rachel's got on purple glasses, and (laughs) Sam has given me like Chicago Che Guevara. And it's just like, we got enough here to work with that. We can all be on the right side. What happened
0: with Sam's shirt? Sam, did you make the shirt? Is it a Bodhi shirt? Is it an Etsy shirt? What is it?
2: This this shirt was made by my friend Emily Bodie. It's the um,
1: my friend in yours. Members of the Fashion Militia.
3: (laughs) He looks like a really sensitive, like thoughtful boy scout who puts the patches like really small, like around instead of like
1: (laughs) tiny little, tiny little dangling patches. There's some really kind of.
2: There's some weird creatures on this thing. There's like this little
1: horse guy.
3: Really nice.
2: Um,
1: Yeah, for that tour of your shirt, Sam. Stunt in quarantine, to nobody's surprise.
0: Um, I don't want to be too navel gazy, but I, I do while we're just uh listing our achievements and talking about how great <laughs> GQ is and we um, the work we do. Um so Kanye cover, I feel like Will, does this does this one feel to you like a long time coming? I mean, since since we were doing GQ style and now you've you've been running the show at GQ for like a year and a half, you know, everyone um i always ask people who they think should be on the cover of gq and people always offer that unsolicited and not just as an employee but just as a, a person living in the world it's always fascinating to me who ends up on the cover of gq and worth debating and talking about did was it like the kanye thing's going to happen eventually it's just a matter of of like when and how like i just wonder how you see or perceive like the the lead up to the kanye cover you know
1: when i think about when we were starting gq style um kanye was just completely running let me put it a different way every aspect of the kind of culture that we wanted to make gq style about all roads led through kanye west and it was actually a really trying (laughs) environment in which to make a quarter a new quarterly magazine where you were trying to establish an identity but also i was like i think we were all really clear about the audience we were trying to speak to um with gq style in the early phases phases so i'm talking about the beginning of 2016 here and it was like i mean to to honestly the honest the most honest way to make this magazine meaning gq style in 2016 would have been to put kanye on the cover every issue four times a year and that was a really difficult it was like how do you work around this I mean it's like what are we gonna do just put like it got tricky and then as we all know Kanye's role famously shifted dramatically you know he was he was hospitalized and um then a lot of the Trump stuff kicked in and he went really quiet for a long time and in that space when um after his hospitalization, when he went really quiet, there was like oxygen for all sorts of people to, um, that's when the Shia thing started happening in terms of like people getting fits off. That's when Jonah Hill started getting talked about a lot. That's when Virgil really started surging. That's when people were talking about John Mayer more Um, like in a way, Kanye, like just taking a step back and then taking a step over to the side um, made space for all of the stuff in the culture that we were doing at GQ Style and that now we're doing at GQ. And then I guess I hadn't really talked to, to Ye and like, because we met in 2003, so 17 years ago, and I hadn't really spoken to him um, in quite a long time. And then I was at, I was trying to remember when I, this morning before I called in the, um, the name of this gala, but I was at some fashion gala um, and Kanye was uh, giving – he was presenting the award to Rick Owens. Oh, yeah. And um,
3: – This was th- earlier this year or late last year?
1: This is okay. late 2019. So just yeah. just a few months ago. This is probably like, you know, whatever, gala season, November um, 2019. So um, I got to this gala and I saw in the program that Kanye was um, was presenting the, like, Lifetime Achievement Award to, to Rick – and um then i saw him maybe like five tables over he was kind of like across the room and to be honest there were like some pretty boring parts of this gala so i just did the like it's hard for me i'm 6'6 i did the like crouch (laughs) walk over and just like tapped him on the elbow i was sure i was gonna get like shot by security from like the rafters (laughs) or something because he was with kim um but so i just like scooted over there and tapped him and said what's up and he was like oh man You got to come to Wyoming. (laughs) We're like growing hydroponic hemp. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) Um, And anyway, we just had a like really quick, just hello conversation there, and then um, I like scooted back to my seat, and then from there we started talking about doing the cover, which began in January. The process of making the the piece,
0: and then next time you saw him was in Wyoming. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we, when we were in Paris in January, I remember it was the night of the Raf Simmons show. Um, he and I spoke on the phone, and we just kind of like talked about what, what we were going to do. And just kind of like, you know, we just went over the different ideas for it and just agreements on how it could all work and flow. Um, and I was joking. I was like, yeah, I'm doing whatever you were doing six years ago. Like I'm at Paris Fashion Week
0: yeah <laughs> you're talking you're talking i don't
1: know what i'm gonna find when i get to wyoming but you're talking about like a 4,000 acre ranch yeah so i don't know if you remember paris fashion week but that's where i am and then of course we <laughs> ended the the last interview session was at paris women's parents fashion week which is where he presented Yeezy season eight
0: yeah when you started the conversation Yeezy season eight and paris wasn't uh part of the plan necessarily right
1: Man, there's that scene in the in the story where I'm at the the atelier, the the easy office in Calabasas, yeah. and they they were working on the collection, and there was no mention or suggestion that he was going to show it that soon. You know, just like I don't know, I I'm bad at chronology, but like six weeks later or something. Like, like I had no idea. I don't know if he had any idea that there were. I don't think he he decides most things spur of the moment so i don't think he had any idea when i was there that he was going to show it yeah that soon he was kind of like yeah I don't, we're just working on it and it, he's been like we've been working on this for two years so i was like none of this stuff might ever get shown like who knows right
3: it's very Steve Jobsian, I have to say. it's like He would be thrilled like to the, hear
1: you say that, Rachel.
3: It's like the only person who can uh, stage a surprise fashion show, but it ends up still a surprise, but it happens during fashion week.
1: Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The, everything it, is it, um, everything is possible under any timeline. And the,
0: the story is like this amazing... Uh, expression of that like this sort of linear expression of that where it's like you start on this ranch in Wyoming and of course you know uh, the making of a cover story and a profile it it can often involve um, long periods of time multiple interviews that occur in multiple locations like that's part of the job to some extent you know it happens less and less
1: but that's always the idea
0: that's that's what you hope for and the really strongest most robust profiles do that but rarely on this level where it's like you're in wyoming on the ranch then you're at kid cuddy's birthday party in la then you're at james purse's (laughs) house in mexico (laughs) uh then you're you know then you're in paris and like yeah one might it's it's not um a a shock to know that that kanye travels through the world that way and, and and experiences those places but to go along with them and that sense of like He's never packing a bag or grabbing a toothbrush and and neither is Will as he, as he goes along for the ride with him. Um, But it was just big picture, a really kind of striking like portrait of how Kanye operates, assuming that it's honest, you know, he wasn't doing this for you, Will, or for GQ. This was, you were really like along for the ride, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, he was just, he had to fly back to go to, he thought Cuddy's birthday was the next night. He had it wrong. And then, and he was like, Oh, I actually have to leave early because this birthday's tonight. And I'm like, yeah, we're kind of doing a cover shoot here. <laughs> uh, so like, but anyway, we figured it out. And then he was like, yeah, just come for the interview. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm used to like traveling a lot and on no notice and stuff, but not like that, man. And we like, it's, it's, it was January in Wyoming. So it was winter, like serious winter. And then all of a sudden, you're just in L.A. and it's like balmy and I'm just covered in ranch dust. Like Wait, he didn't, Kip sh- Kip he Kip.
3: didn't bring any change of clothes, right?
1: We, we were, we like were by this. Time. Tu, uh, Tyler Mitchell shot the photographs and we were by this like big rock outcropping just in the middle of Westlake Ranch, like just in the middle. 4,000 acres. We were, I don't know, at acre 2,219, like at this. Outcropping. And then he's like, uh, we gotta go. And I'm like, okay. And we get in his raptor, the the Ford F-150 Raptor, and he just drives straight to the plane. And I'm like, um <laughs> uh, <That's so> <laughs> mm, uh all right, well, here we go.
3: I wonder if like Timothy Chalamet is gonna wear like a ranch dust fit to the next Oscar. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, I saw the, the guy from GQ. He showed up. He was wearing this ranch dust thing.
1: I don't think he's worried about what I was wearing. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I would like to think that, but
2: that was such a great scene in the story. You know, Kanye showing Shia the the easy Uggs prototype and Shia like losing his mind. Uh, which is sort of what we would, you know, all, like, hope and expect him to do. The
3: fanfic. uh, Given that he's
2: the... the, uh, (laughs) Yeah, in in Shia fanfic, like, that is a scene that happens. What was the actual, like, vibe of the party like? Because you
1: guys showed up early, right? Um, Yeah, yeah, we we were, like... I was, like... Did we have to rush away from our cover shoot to be the first ones <laughs> at Kid Cuddy's birthday party? <laughs> I like how Kanye, like, you know,
2: gasses up the jet to get to the party and then like Irish exits out the back door. You know, he's like, all right,
1: I'm good. <laughs> you good? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, it was just it was cool. It was like anybody's was just a birthday party, like standing around hanging out. There was some caterers making some little salmon fillets. They were really delicious. <laughs> Tremaine and A side were there. Shout out, no vacancy. I was like, thank God. I could, somebody I know.
0: The Shia thing was great because there's always been this speculation about their relationship and the way they influence each other. I mean, it wasn't for a long time. It was Shia. The understanding was Shia was influencing Kanye big time. That it was really like Kanye thought of Shia as this guy who had unlocked like some fit magic with his kind of his crazy. Um, like sporty vintage.
1: But I feel like um, isn't isn't that I feel like that's why Kanye was showing him those boots. Exactly. Yeah. Shia yeah. was like wearing Uggs like I, the, back in that era I was talking about, 2016. So he's like oh, showing sure. his Uggs back to him.
0: Yeah. And then and Shia's like And to get yeah, to get the like enthusiastic response from Shia. And for a while there was that thing with the hat. Like Kanye was wearing a hat that Shia gave him or something like shy was shy like he a stole dad it. Cat. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just great i think to get a real-time scene of that interaction and the the you know mutual kind of excitement like you can sense kanye's thrill to show him the ug and then you can sense obvi- shy is obvious you know he <laughs> runs out onto the patio which is like the childish excitement of that is like so clear you know
1: the best part though was the lamborghinis getting turned around
3: i was gonna ask about that.
1: you guys don't understand i was so like. <laughs> Like, I don't know how to put it. I was temporally and geographically deeply confused. I'm just yeah. not used to private air travel. Simply put, and I was not planning on being in LA. I was wearing winter clothes. I was like, How did I get here? And wh- what is going? What the fuck is happening right now? And then like, because there's no reality every where every time we walk out of somewhere, like the car is pointing in a different direction, and I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm, a- I think I'm actually tripping is like, not so running confused. out like
2: doing a three-point turn you know casually like in the middle of a party
1: no you're kidding it's like pull up and get out <laughs> and then like leave 90 minutes later and the car is like right it's just in the other direction and i'm like what? i'm so confused like how does this fit in how does the car being pointed in another direction fit in and then finally i realized
0: one like a a big part of this piece and what Kanye's working on is architecture and um it has it seems to have like so many layers and the story sort of gives you this picture that there's always like a couple architects kind of drafting like in the background of wherever true. Kanye is
1: absolutely true and right um, now i get, i guarantee he could hit three architects with a rock right now yeah yeah wherever he is it's you know on his time, it's 7.15 in the morning. You could definitely just like bop some guy in the head and ask for a rendering.
0: It's kind of interesting because like I wonder how you perceive that. Like there's the obvious thing, which is that he's actually planning on building this architectural kind of uh, wonderland that, that will require lots of different types of structures. It's a vast space. He's, but there's this other thing that just feels like he wants constant input of, creativity and ideas like whether how directly those things are work on a project versus kind of an atmosphere he wants to create or something like that i just wonder like how you get the sense of how he's like operating not that it's probably an easy thing to describe but
1: well no i think i can years ago kanye would be in recording studios either making beats for other people or working on his own music or just creating music and figuring out later what it was for. And Virgil would be sitting there on a laptop with Photoshop open, like designing clothes. What No, no matter what it was for, whether it was for pastel or merch or, you know, like even like, like hopeful Louis Vuitton or Fendi or whatever it was. Right. He was just there doing that. And so Kanye is like working on a beat and then going back to Virgil and like talking about, you know, the way the shoulder is stitched or whatever, like in something that's being worked in Photoshop and then, you know, talking to a manager about something and then talking to whoever was running Kanye university, you know, about like the next blog post. And then going the whole time the beat is running and then going back to that. And so that was like the, The however many years ago version, and now it's like a squad of three architects working on, like kind of reworking renderings that have come in from Claudio Silvestrin, the 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 architect and one of one of Kanye's collaborators on this. Um, Like, there's that scene in the story where we were on this patio that just is. I called it infinity, infinity patio overlooking an infinity pool, overlooking the infinity ocean. It just is like this The house is just concrete, a giant concrete patio. The whole thing's open and it has this huge thatch roof dome and you're just, it's the whole thing is just infinity. And there's a little table by the pool, totally outdoors where there's an engineer with a laptop and two studio monitors, speakers. And Kanye's like, play this, Play this beat, but with the other drums, and the guy just starts blasting that music. And then there's the architects, and then there's his pastor, and then there's his music managers. And he's just like the same way I just described him moving, yeah. you know, having this beat running in at like a studio in New York City at like Electric Lady or Baseline or something. He's doing that, but now he's on, he's in the like James Perse Concrete Palapa House in Cabo, and it's architects the new shit is architects and the preacher, but otherwise it's just the same. It's just a new era of the same way of doing things.
0: It's interesting. Cause we are like the perception of Kanye is often that he's constantly like reinventing himself in these pretty drastic ways. And, and he has like aesthetically and musically to some extent, but um, it's pretty interesting to get that perspective that he's still sort of like operating the way he always has. Like this is very consistent with his, his entire career. He
1: is, he is the same person I met in 2003. How did you guys
3: first meet?
1: Um, He came, I was working at the fader and he came up to play um, his first, it was what became the college dropout. Um, And at the time he was like the hottest producer, you know, making songs for Nori and Jay-Z and everybody um and was like he had a rock he had a Rockefeller chain on when i met him so he, he was like fully Rockefeller at that point but everybody was telling him like stop trying to rap like nobody wants to hear a kid whose mom was an english teacher and like went to art school you're not allowed to rap this was like 50 cent 50 cent was like running shit in hip-hop so you know he got shot nine times like you have never been shot shut the fuck up was the energy and um so he came up to the fader and played um the album in rob stone's office rob stone was um he owns the fader and cornerstone and he came he came in and got us and kanye was like i mean he did this a lot of places there are many this is not the only story like this he was like standing on rob's desk rapping along to the album and insisting that he was a rapper um and So that was the first time. And then we just, after that, we decided to put him on the cover and he came back um, to the office and Knox Robinson and I interviewed him. We had some restaurant picked out, but he wanted to go to the Boston market on 23rd street. Um, So we interviewed him at the Boston market on 23rd street. I think it's between eighth and ninth, maybe between seventh and eighth. It's closed now. Um, But so, yeah, we had lunch and interviewed him there and then, Um, like three days later, Kanye's publicist, Gabe called me and was like, Kanye wants to talk. He's got more to say. And I was like, all right. And so he, Gabe put him on the phone and we talked for maybe like another hour and a half and then Knox and I co-wrote that story. So that was the first magazine cover story that I ever wrote. And it was also Kanye's first time on a magazine cover. So this was a reunion of sorts.
0: (laughs) Well, definitely it's cool that you get some of that in the story that he clearly like remembers and appreciates uh, the history you guys have together. I mean, I I feel like, um, I don't know, you don't always get that cover tier celebrity figures don't always, I I feel like to reveal that much or seem that vulnerable to have like personal history and connections, like in, in the way that, that he did. And yeah. With, with
1: some dopey journalist, I agree. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. And, I was trying yeah. to put it gently without calling you a dopey journalist, but no,
1: it's all good. I'm, you know, my business card says what it says. Journalist.com. Um, yeah, that's the way he is. You know, we are like, you know, there's parts in the story where we're texting and all that. He just, he doesn't like go through people in the same way.
2: Yeah.
1: Like if you're working on a project together, he needs to like have a direct line to you to like deal with it. You know, he's not like, Oh, my publicist or my manager or whatever will handle this.
0: One of the figures that looms large here and in Kanye's life right now is James Terrell, the artist. Mm -hmm. I just want to ask you guys about, uh, just sidebar and James Terrell real quick because his, his installation at PS one in long Island city. Um, it's one of the, the skylights. I think it's called meeting. It's, um, it's a room with a, with a hole in the ceiling that you sit and look through and, um, it's it's like totally transcendent. It's one of the most incredible pieces of art I've ever experienced. And partly it's just this incredible um, visual trick, this amazing mind trickery uh, that it it turns the sky into this like flat plane. And it and then um, I saw his show at, at Mass Mocha. He had a major retrospective there. I don't know if it's still up. Super interesting that Kanye has landed on him as one of his main sources. I wonder what you guys...
1: we need to cut an episode of court we need to cut an episode of corporate launch in Roden crater yeah (laughs) my favorite i got to give a shout out to mick rouse who's the um fact checker uh on the kanye story from the gq research department and just did such an impeccable job and was like so helpful to me but um we were in the fact checking process like the story was done and he was like um uh there's this whole list of things that he had that like needed to be answered or adjusted like hundreds of things because it's very long piece and there was this one that was like um, Roden Crater is actually it says it's in the it's in an extinct volcano outside of Flagstaff Arizona it's actually in the cone of an extinct volcano would you like to add that and I was like yes please (laughs) you need the cone the cone of an extinct volcano outside of Flagstaff Arizona and I would like to cut an episode of corporate launch there please Sam, SHP, please produce, right. produce that. I'm, I'm going to hit Terrell's people. Get the invite. Well, maybe
0: we've, maybe we've gotten in there now.
2: I think, Do you I, think
3: it's, oh, I was just going to say, I think it's so interesting to see. I mean, obviously like hip hop and art have been merging like art at the very like highest level, like blue chip James Terrell level have been merging for a long time and sort of playing together for like almost a you know, maybe more than a decade at this point, but like, it really is interesting to see that like people who are really shaping popular culture are bringing like James Terrell into the room. Like, that's really interesting to see.
1: Well, in the um in the West Side Gun Virgil interview that went up this morning, Virgil's talking about, and Rachel, I saw you grab grab this piece of the interview out on Twitter. Um, Virgil's talking about how he would always bother jay-z asking him about what he intended by shouting out fashion brands and rap lyrics and i think if you expand that if you add the art it's basically like shouting out high uh fine artists is the new shouting out a fashion brand and there's a different west side gun song on the same album where he's talking about like writing a rhyme looking at a george kondo painting
3: yeah, and, and then, the opening, the intro is like the Salvatore Mundi uh, yeah. auction, <laughs> and there's yeah. like, like it's like the actual auctioneer from Christie's, and he's like, "Francois," like it's it's really it's wild. Like three hundred
1: and seventy million. Do I do I see four hundred yeah. million? <laughs> and then, um, uh, anyway, obviously the the album cover is like a Caravaggio thing by Virgil, and. Kanye, yeah, is a, f- a friend of mine who's an art dealer texted me yesterday, and he was like, "James Terrell was not expecting to be this famous. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's about the way like George Kondo, you know like I think through you know somehow the uh, for my beautiful dark twist of fantasy, that was Virgil was still very much part of team Kanye's team at that point, and they put the condo painting of kanye with the sword through his head on the cover well there were three covers right there's the dancer and the the king the decapitate, de, de, decapitated king and um oh the like nude with the switched head anyway george Condo gets like moved into hip-hop lyric land and yeah now james Terrell and claudio silvestri <laughs> like, yeah. Axel Vervoot maybe never expected to become a borderline household name, but here we are.
0: Uh, What was your impression of the, I mean, we've seen the house now. Um, It was the, the AD cover and um, it's, it's been out there, but what was your impression of their house? The Axel's work on the home.
1: It was, it was trippy. Yeah. My favorite line from the art digest um, piece was, uh, the proportions are the decoration, <laughs> but the proportion is the de. The proportion is the decoration. The proportions are the decoration. The point is there is no decoration. There's just like, there was, I only noticed, I'm not totally sure about this, but the only thing I saw on the wall was the Anish Kapoor piece. Yeah, Which is a white dome, which looked like the domes that they're built. I was like, wow, that's a really, beautiful Anish Kapoor piece and Kanye's like yeah now we're gonna live in one (laughs) (laughs) that was the only thing on the wall because you're supposed to go in and just like feel the space and the relationship between like the archway and the the chair and the table is supposed to like that's enough yeah that's the Axel and Kanye energy the house was really cool though but I was just so confused and so tired at that point
0: right he's eating raisin bran
1: yeah, and I'm having a Voss water and he's just like and I'm like oh. and then his security guard gave me a ride home in a Lamborghini.
0: Did can I just ask was Kanye like, "Yeah, I eat a bowl of Raisin Bran every night before bed," or was he just like, <laughs> "Man, I'm starving and all we got in the crib is Raisin Bran?" Like
1: <laughs> It was <laughs> who knows. Yeah, there was no commentary on the Raisin Bran. That's just what happened.
3: <laughs> That's how you know it's like a real house though. You know it's yeah. like sometimes you go to like a really like crazy rich person house, and like it is that like axel Vervoort like I've turned my whole life over to this look and then they're like, "Are you hungry and they bring you like one candy on a plate? This happened to yeah. me one time so this, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but he's like, oh, but we have like raisin bread, you know it's yeah, like it's he like, really like, lives there it's his real yeah.
1: life Axel didn't choose the food, yeah, yeah like but it's all very hidden. you wouldn't like see the bowl
2: where was Kim um in this whole process was she sort of like around on the periphery or like was her presence felt or was were they totally doing their separate thing
1: yeah i was kind of invited to non-family stuff you know he we were at the ranch to do the shoot so that was just him i don't really want to speculate i presume she and the kids were at home we got there at like midnight right to the house and I was People like whispering like, and stuff, and he was like, you don't have to whisper, it's like, it's a big house. This <laughs> <It's laughs> <a> house is <laughs> humongous. Oh, <laughs> <it around. laughs> oh, like, this house is disorienting, I don't
0: know. He's like, the walls in here aren't that
1: thin. He's like, yeah, dude, <laughs> like, you can just talk. And I was like, I don't really have anything to say anyway, I just want to go to bed. Um, <sighs> can we talk about just, the fits? Yeah. The fits?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: I mean. The, the like month leading up to this shoot, that was like the most clothes I've ever seen in our office. It was double the usual amount of clothing that's in the office, I think.
1: Yeah, you gotta pull we out had, all the stops. We had
2: every John in the world available. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it was like the most rare concentration of Johns. Like usually the kinds of Johns that like can't fly on the same plane together because like it's one John, you know. (laughs) Sees the other John, they'll fight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One of them will self-destruct. What was the,
0: um, Will, can you tell us a little bit about the Dunhill Blazer that sort of kind of became a
1: centerpiece? I didn't see... um, I didn't like see him find that piece. I wasn't there for the, whatever that moment was where he found it and liked it. Um, I just more saw it like him put all that on for the shoot. And it felt like, uh, you know, there's a reason there's so many pictures with that fit. It just felt like this is the one. And he doesn't really give a shit about like, I'm going to give you 10 looks for 10 pictures, you know, like all that normal magazine making, like fashion shoot. This is how it works. He just doesn't care. Like, and if you try to, um, the more you try to force him to do stuff like that, the further away from it you get. So it just felt like a big, it just felt like the right moment when he had on the, the Dunhill, I think he had on a easy t-shirt, the Dunhill, um, jacket that has sort of like a, I don't know. Would y'all describe it as like a kimono tie, like a like a kimono
2: wrap? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, The Tremaine Levi's, the denim tears, Levi's collaboration, um, and some Birkenstocks, and then
3: Roshah coat over the yeah the Roshah
1: coat over the shoulders, or not? You know, he didn't have the coat for the tank, but he did for the walk across the landscape. You know, and shout out to Tyler Mitchell, man! Such beautiful pictures. and it was just for for most of the shoot, it was just me and him and Kanye out there, like no assistant, you know, it was just like flying without a net on the edge of the universe, kind of feeling, and I think the yeah, the pictures speak for themselves, beautiful, just you guys and the sheep, yep, just us and the sheep.
2: I was reading some of the YouTube comments uh on the uh, <laughs> on the video you guys did. And someone who was probably like obscenely high while he was watching it said, commented, "Those sheep don't know it's Kanye West, yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> we were joking about that on the ridge like, yeah. do they do they know they're Kanye sheep? <laughs> do they know they're growing easy wool? The other good comment was the goat with the sheep.
3: Oh yeah, yeah that was really
1: it's good. like too easy, but so good you know sometimes the easy ones are the best. Just two bros, social distancing,
2: social distancing on top of some tanks.
0: Yeah, that the interview um is an amazing fun. Whose idea was that interview format? Was that Guess. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm <laughs> gonna lay down. Kanye West. I gotta shout out Kanye for um conceiving of his entire project as being totally skatable. Which um he he makes a point to mention, which uh really just warmed my heart you know i mean that's that is the future if you ask me but it it, it's funny that um obviously he's around people that skate or that have backgrounds in skating and the relationship between like skate and hip-hop and fashion has been pretty tight for the years that he's been like really involved in central so it's not like surprising to me that that would be on his on his mind necessarily but it it also is like a um i mean it's a pretty progressive notion and there's increasingly people talk in like Architecture and urban planning that talk about creating more skatable structures and more skatable public spaces. I mean, if you think about it, if this was 1950, he would have had a baseball diamond in the middle of that thing, right? Yeah, like there would totally. there would be this idea of like recreation and like civic, uh, you know, giving something to the community for for the young people and and for whatever for uh, fun and recreation and that you know skating especially in america is that thing now you know it's replaced just about every other sport as uh you know the most popular thing people do and um i thought that was that was pretty interesting you know that it was even on his radar i don't know if that was just for fun you know skate parks are sort of beautiful people like to shoot fashion stories and stuff in big concrete skate parks they're aesthetically pleasing but also it seems like he was really kind of tapping into something else there
1: yeah i think he under i think he understands that skating is just like fundamental part of sort of um what's the best way to put it just like alternative culture or like culture moving in the way that it has and um i've been jasper who's uh kanye's original barber and has just like always been around and part of the crew i think I, i could be i could be this may be either partially true or totally true. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly where, but is very responsible for bringing a lot of like just skate energy into Kanye's world. Yeah. Um, Since, you know, going all the way back. Um, And I've been, even today is always posting skate videos um, and so on. Um, But I think it also just like corresponds with um, Kanye's, idea of just really um, maintaining and feeding his inner child. That's like a very conscious thing for him. He's just like the eternal three year old, you know? Um, And if when we were young, I don't know, me and my friends used to draw submarines and we would like put different cool stuff into the submarines that we would draw. And Kanye's like, you know, I'm the, I'm the founder of a $4 billion organization, and you're not going to tell me that I can't make my house skatable. Yeah. I can, and I will, you know, just like when I used to draw submarines as a kid and put hot tubs in the submarine. Right. Or like a skate park or, you know, a movie theater with seven screens. Do you guys remember Kanye's when he was doing the seven screen experience? yeah I yeah it's like you know the eternal <laughs> child stays on which i find very aspirational you know our inner yeah. child te- tends to get beaten out of us
0: and i think he sort of proves he that cultivates it really lead- his yeah and it it leads you know it leads to real things like you know it's it's not all um playing necessarily you know what i mean like that easy business is a real thing and if if it was some inner child impulse that sort of led there or if it was part of that um it's 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 now you know very uh, adult
1: yeah i mean he's he's not he's not kidding <laughs> he's like he's digging a hole in the ground yeah I, I saw it there's a big hole in the ground it's not just i think once the, sheep.
2: once the dome is ready we go cut the episode of Corporate Lunch in the Terrell Crater, take the jet to Cody, and Noah's got The corporate skate. lunch
1: jet. The corporate lunch. Noah's, jet, not the, exactly. Not Kanye's jet. Yeah.
2: Noah's got to skate the dome. Be one of the first.
1: Oh. Test it out. <laughs> yeah. Noah and Ivan can skate the dome. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, I'm in. The, it it was my favorite moment of the whole thing when we were. I mean, the, this is in the piece, but we're um sitting on the plane and there's this little like booth, it's like a little diner booth, four person diner booth on the plane. And it's me and a an architect in front of me and an architect on my left and then Kanye opposite me. And they're showing him renderings and he's like, you know, they have tracing paper and drawings and he's got a pen and he's like trying to, he's like moving the entryways around and like just trying different stuff sketching and they're talking about like they're showing me these crazy refrigerate like concept refrigerant, like just wild stuff and then kanye just shows me this one rendering that's on his phone and he's like holding it up to me and it's this portal entryway it's actually a version of that rendering is in the the our video the the shirt video interview that's on mm-hmm. youtube um he's showing me that and he's just like yeah it's just so soothing to walk into it's completely skateable. <laughs> it's like, and he kept, and I was like, wait, 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 what? Do you like skateboarding? And he's like, oh yeah, 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 skateboarding. Like, the the brief for the house was always that it had to be completely skateable. And I'm like, is it is it still skateable? Like, it's more skateable than ever. <laughs> I was like, yes.
3: <laughs> I feel like in like. Five or ten years, like real estate agents will be like, and their central air, it's completely skatable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean this this new this this new work we're doing is more skatable than ever. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Will thank you. I I wanna say thank you on behalf of um all people who got <laughs> to experience, got to go on this journey with you. Well, I'm now looking to hire someone uh to be my car turner arounder.
1: Um, I'm hiring three architects. <laughs> there's a lot of development.
0: We should say to subscribe to GQ, yeah, and um, and if you uh, don't want, if,
1: like, if you don't care what's coming next after Larry David, James Bond, and Kanye West coming out of a tank, then don't subscribe. <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> if you do, subscribe to GQ. We'll send you a dad hat, and you're guaranteed to get the May issue with Kanye on the cover, so you can see what the fuck we've been talking about. I promise yeah. the read is even better than um, me repeating what I wrote, um, subscribe to GQ.
0: It's
3: definitely one to get. It's a completely skatable article. It
0: is is a completely skatable skatable
1: subscription magazine.
0: I've skated this issue and it was one of the best. (laughs) Um, it's more skatable than ever in fact. And, um, yeah, I think just, just so people are super clear about this, you don't always, you're not always guaranteed to get the current issue when you subscribe to a magazine. Often there's a lag and, So, you will get the Kanye issue if you subscribe now. So, you should do it. It's one to own. You're home in isolation anyway. You need to look away from your screen. So, look at a print magazine. This one's really good. And you get this GQ hat that is in super high demand. It's the only way to get it.
1: It's the Sam Sam Hind hat.
2: It's the Sam Hind hat.
0: And And, um, and we'll see you next time.